Holy cow, these guys are maniacal. And welcome to another edition of the Mets Maniacs Podcast. I'm your host, Ty Wilkes, along with host Uncle Mike, Mike Bresnak. We're coming at you now after uh, a little bit of a break here. We've had two successive rants, and uh, yeah, this is pretty much another one here on this episode. We're talking about the Mets players booing the Mets fans. This is most notably with Javier Baez, uh, Francisco Lindor, and Kevin Pillar a little bit. Um, you know, we just talk about what we think about it, our opinions, and then also touch briefly on, of course, the Mets winning their last two games against the Nationals. And we do have some positivity in this and some optimism. Don't get us wrong, but uh, this is uncut, raw, just our thoughts on it. Um, been a long season. It's been a slog. Dog days of summer here, and you got the Mets players pulling this stunt on us. But uh, give us a listen, guys. As always, thank you so much for your support. Also, we'd love to know what you think about this whole issue. Um, you can follow us on Twitter to share your perspective. Uh, our handle is at MetsManiacsPod. We live tweet the game, so uh, if you want to hop on Twitter too, it's it's fun to chat there. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, MetsManiacs underscore, and you can find us on the web at MetsMariasOnline.com. Please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. That's all I want to say. Hope you guys enjoy the show and hope you have something planned for this weekend. Three-day weekend. Hopefully, all you guys have that as well. We can do it. All right, we're back here. Another episode of Mets Maniacs. This is a special edition we haven't recorded in a while because we've been playing like shit and uh, really not much to say recently about the Mets. However, uh, we have some more room for content being that we won our last two games against the Nationals. We dropped the first one, right? We took the last two to win the series. Uh, so now we're on a two-game win streak right now. I think the last time we were on a two-game win streak is in July, still against the Nationals. Um, so yeah, it's been a tough stretch for the Mets. Um, we only won two games on that road trip against the Dodgers and the Giants. We fell 12 and a half games before the win yesterday in the standings. Um uh, in, in the month of August alone. So it's been incredibly rough. You don't need me to tell you that if you're a Mets fan, you've been experiencing this. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm feeling the same way myself. But the thing we really want to key in on here is a little bit of controversy that's been going on recently with uh, Mets players booing Mets fans, giving Mets fans uh, the thumbs down. Now, this is most notable in Javi Baez and then also Francisco Lindor. Uh, Baez, it seems, started this. Uh, Lindor caught on and then some other uh, Mets players have done it as well, like Pilar, although I will say Pilar tweeted that it's not meant to boo the fans and just to make sure that, you know, nobody reads into it too much. But um, let's read into it just a little bit here, Mike. And I want to get your initial reaction here. Um, first against Baez and Lindor. Uh, let me just read a, a quote real quick from Baez. So him explaining this is when we don't get success, we're going to get booed. So they're going to get booed. They, in this sense, the fans when we get success. So now again, just to clear this up, if you guys haven't seen this, anytime the Mets players get a hit, uh, their little signature, I guess you could say, instead of uh, giving kind of the, the three sign or the okays and then raising their arms, now they're just going thumbs down. Again, a few select players. Um, and Baez went on to say, we're not machines. We're going to struggle. We're going to struggle seven times out of 10. And you know, it just feels bad. When I strike out and I get booed, it doesn't really get to me. But I want to let them know that when we have success, 
We're going to do the same thing to let them know how it feels. If we win together, then we've got to lose together. And the fans are a big part of it. They've got to be better. I play for the fans and I love the fans. If they're going to do that, they're just putting more pressure on the team. And that's not what we want. Mike, what are your reactions? So my initial reaction is the fact that the players kind of have thin skin if they're letting the booing get to them. Uh, and it kind of makes a little bit of sense. I think if you look at the players who kind of did the thumbs down, it's Francisco Lindor, who prior to coming to the Mets, was the uh, all of the ball in Cleveland. He was like their top prospect. He was brought them to a World Series and didn't win it, but he was kind of like the best thing that happened in Cleveland probably since LeBron James uh, and definitely on the baseball side of things since probably like CC Sabathia in the early 2000s. Uh, so that's one thing. That's not a crazy fan base. Javi Baez comes from the Chicago Cubs, who had the crazy World Series drought, uh, the triple-digit year World Series drought. Obviously, he wins the World Series. He was second in MVP voting. He was gold glove, three-time All-Star in Chicago. He's another kind of bell of the ball when it comes to Chicago. So those are two fan favorites coming from fan bases who kind of longed the success that these two provided for them. So they were kind of like they were never going to get booed in their former teams. And Kevin Pillar, I think, is a journeyman who's maybe doesn't really have an allegiance to any fan base, but if you look at the kind of teams he's played for, Toronto Blue Jays, San Francisco, San Francisco Giants, those aren't fan bases that are typically going to boo as well either. Uh, so the New York fan base obviously can be toxic at times, and especially when you're lowing a 12-game divisional lead. Uh, when you start four games up in the end of July and you finish the end of August eight and a half games back, uh, the fan base is going to get on you a little bit. And I think some of the players weren't used to kind of the booing. They weren't used to the criticism that they were receiving, but they weren't performing. Uh, and I know a lot of people are like, if you're a real fan, you're not going to boo. But I think it's just such a reaction that like you need, you're so disappointed in this team. You're frustrated with this team. that that's kind of one of the safer things to do. I'd rather somebody boo than go after a player on social media. I think that's like a healthier way to healthier way to uh, kind of get out of your thing is to uh, just boo. But uh, if you're paying, if you're getting paid millions of dollars and you're not producing, then I think getting booed shouldn't be like a shock. You know what I mean? It, it right. can't be something that takes you kind of by surprise. Uh, right. And the fact that they kind of turn on the fan base themselves is a little, uh, I think, like I said, it's a little thin skinned. Uh, they obviously let the booze get to them and they've probably been thinking about this for weeks as they started to slide down the uh, standings and slide down everybody's power rankings of what kind of team the New York Mets are. Uh, they've probably been thinking about getting it back at the fan base for weeks. They finally win two games in a row, which seems like the first time in forever. Uh, and they start giving me the thumbs down. And I think it's a little bit different between Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor. I think Baez is here for realistically three months, uh, if that. Uh, and who knows if he's going to resign with the Mets from free agency. However, Lindor is here for another 10 years. Lindor kind of getting on the bat, uh, fans' bad side or kind of goading the fans into like kind of being frustrated with him, I think is really a really – really short-minded, small-minded type thing where he wants to become the face of this franchise and he's kind of going against the fans. He's trying to mock the fans a little bit. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a good, uh, good idea. Yeah, well, uh, you're in agreement here with Sandy Ellerson. Uh, just to read a small quote from him, he said, uh, Mets fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. The players and the organization are equally frustrated, but fans at City Field have every right to express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's right. And I definitely agree with Sandy here. Um, now, I've said even before on a previous podcast that, uh, you know, having a positive mindset here is, is the only way forward for the 
for the players and that it makes no sense to, you know, get too negative and too down on themselves. So I'm going to be uh, hypocritical here, um, but also say that Mets fans do have a right to boo because uh, they're not getting paid to go to the games. Now, if Steve Cohen's going to pay me to go to the games under the condition that I always have to cheer, regardless of how the Mets players play themselves, then yeah, I'm going to cheer every time. But, you know, I want to, I know this team is better than they've been performing. So if I go and I, and I pay to get a ticket and, you know, I make time to go out and watch that game, I want to make sure I see some good baseball. And that's just not what the Mets players have been putting out, you know, and I think the Mets players have supported the Mets just by the essence of, of being there in the stadium. I mean, you saw how packed the stadium was uh, when we were playing the Dodgers earlier on the homestands. We had a lot of people there. Of course, that's thinned out because the team drops, you know, four games under 500. Um, but, you know, I, I think showing up, they're there. They, they want to praise. They want to cheer. But the players aren't giving them any reason to do so. So there is one group here that can change that. And it's the Mets offense. You know, so I just uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, again, uh, I agree with Pilar, too, that, you know, it doesn't have to be made too big of a deal. But you just you hope that the Mets players stop doing that especially because it's kind of embarrassing, in my opinion, when you win two games against arguably one of the worst teams in the National League at this point in the Nationals, right? You go on a two-game winning streak, you don't have much to celebrate about. And it's not like this is a team that went on some, you know, uh, unpredicted, like, lucky run of success. I would say in May we had that with so many players down and injured. But this is a team that was supposed, that was projected to, to win around 90 games. A lot of projections had us winning the NL East. So the fact that the season has been such a disappointment, at least the Cubs on, on their stretch for, for most of it, I believe I'm correct here, they actually made the playoffs. Now, they couldn't make a run to the World Series, but just winning the division or making the playoffs you know, as they were supposed to do and playing at least to that level of talent during the regular season. I mean, that's one thing. It's one thing if you blow it in the playoffs, but you know, if you, if you can't even make it with the roster that, you know, we have now and are, are not playing near the talent that we have, I mean, I think it's a natural reaction and definitely something I've done watching them. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult to watch. Yeah. And I think the frustrating part is it's not the fact that it's the Mets roster. That's bad. It's actually the fact that it's the Mets offense. Uh, if it was, different if there was like the whole team was just really bad uh and like the pitching was bad and like the hitting was bad and we're losing games eight one eight two eight nothing uh just because we can't like we can't keep other teams off the board and we can't put up runs ourselves it's literally just the position players and it's almost regardless of who you put out there and it's not like they're young guys who need time to match like these are all guys who have had history of success and that's kind of what makes it the most frustrating part and I do understand it from the player's point of view. I mean, like, what, what do you want them to do as a, like, as a, if you're a fan, what kind of reaction would you want the players to give in order to kind of show that they're frustrated with themselves, that they're really upset with the performance that they're putting forth. And I don't necessarily know if there's really an answer. Like, I don't want Francisco Lindor throwing his helmet in the dugout and beating the shit out of like a water cooler. Like, I don't think that's necessary. Or raccoon. But, like, right. Yeah, exactly. But like, I think, like the fans are cheering for the Mets when they succeed. And I don't think that the players should be mocking the fans or going against the fans when they succeed as if like, like they're like spiting the fans, like as if the fans want to boo them in the first place, the fans want success on the field. In fact, you weren't be right. successful means you're getting booed. You're getting criticized. And when you do become successful, the Mets fans want to cheer with you, not get their, not get thumbs down pointed at them. And I think that's the, that's kind of the disconnect here where it's, Mets fans have to know that players do care and the players have to know that the Mets fans are ride or die. But if you're not performing right. and if you're not, you're not doing what you should be doing, then you're going to get criticized for it. I think that's super fair. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, we are mutually aligned in our objective, right? We both want to win. Uh, and no, I, I totally agree. And, and right. And, and any job you do, you know, if, if you're not performing right, like there's, there's going to be consequences and you're going to hear about it. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know how uh, positive of a reaction you can expect from these players here. If you're going up and you're going, you know, two for 30 offense wide. I don't know if I should be blowing kisses from the stands out here. You know, we got to pick it up. Um, but I think Rojas had a good response, I have to say. And, you know, shout out Rojas here because there's a lot of people chanting fire Rojas at City Field. He's been getting a lot of flack. And you know what his response is? He said, I have nothing to say about it. The focus of this team should be on playing baseball and getting better every day. We've played two really good games the last two days. The offense has come around as we wanted to. I think that's something that we at this point should be proud of. I think that's a perfect response. I think that's professional, very mature. Uh, and that's where the focus should be. You know, if it doesn't get to bias, like he says, then there's no reason to be doing that, you know, to be, to be giving thumbs down in the first place. So still love bias. I think, you know, obviously he's a really good player. Um, but yeah, it's just, just an odd thing to be doing right now. Especially in the New York market. I think that's the, that's kind right. of where I'm getting at right now is New York, uh, the New York press right now is when it comes to writing about the Mets baseball team, the beat writers, the press reporters is absolutely, it's such a cesspool. It is so fucking terrible. Whether it's reporters writing about the toxic po- uh, positivity that JD Davis and Pete Alonso and Luis Rojas were bringing by saying we're right around the corner, we're right there. Or whether it's the fact that uh, Joel Sherman wrote some half-ass fucking article today about uh, Francisco Lindor being a huge problem in the Mets organization. The fact that he's giving thumbs uh fans thumbs down you mean while he's on a 10-year contract it's like it's so ridiculous that if the Mets are losing that no matter what they say is going to be like kind of vilified one way or another in the media whether it's they're trying to be positive about it and trying to get back on track or whether they're being negative about it be like you know what this isn't what we want this is where the team wants to be it's never the right answer and like when you have all these reporters write these articles that just kind of paint the Mets in a terrible picture it's it brings more to- uh, toxicity to the fan base. It's worse for the players who have to hear about it as fans and uh, as Mets fans retweet and tweet at these players like, hey, look at this article. Like, you guys suck type thing. Like, it's just so awful, especially – it's like – it's almost like nobody – like, if you're unsuccessful, there's like – you're doing something wrong. And I think to a certain extent, like, there, that might be the case. But, like, in terms of, like, the public media perception of the Mets, it's always, like – it's always like, oh my God, this Mets team's a joke. It's an embarrassment of the franchise. And that negative negativity has to impact the players at some point. Right, right. And, and and then maybe that's kind of what they're using it towards as well, because perhaps they very well know as they should that the press is going to take anything they do. As long as they're losing, they're going to find some way to spin it or find some way to, you know, blame a specific person on the team or anything that's really going to generate clicks, streams. You know, uh, it's it's an ad-based economy out there for a lot of these newsrooms. So they're trying to get you know, uh, just sensation, sensationalist headlines uh, drive people crazy. But I mean, this is exactly what they want. You know, this is fodder you know, for, for that material. Um, so unless they're they're using that just kind of in, in spite of the media and, and all that, like perhaps. Uh, but I just think they're just fueling this negative kind of hurricane. That's more relevant, I guess, now, um, as you put it. But I, I do want to say, uh, could you imagine David Wright's been booed a lot? Could you imagine David Wright giving the thumbs down to the Mets fans? I mean, it's just not something that would happen. It happened to Derek Jeter, too. I mean, he's been booed at Yankee Stadium. And he said he, you know, I think um, I saw something on Twitter where his statement was like, I understand why they're upset and just handled it differently. 
Now, granted, I don't know if he's had the slumps to the degree that Lindor has shown, or even, you know, no, on he a, had, I, I'd read the same thing. He was at that time, like batting 194, right? Yeah. Yeah. 197. And he said, if I was a fan, I'd do me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I think that's, I prefer a player to have that attitude than to be like, well, you need to support me and then I'll get better. It's like, buddy, mm-hmm. this is your job. You know, like this is something that, that you're training to do. And I'm going to be, be behind you. As we said before, like once this team has success, I'll be cheering the loudest, but like, yeah, if I'm at the stadium and I give away my Friday night to watch you guys eke out one more run, I'm going to boo you. It's like, let's get it going. And, and like you said too, like, I mean, I don't know what the reactions from the players should be, but nothing at the end of the day, the bottom line is, Nothing's going to work unless the offense works, unless they figure something out. Now, I'm not arguing that one way is necessarily better than the other. And of course, in an ideal world, I'd love to be positive, but nothing has worked for the Mets so far. So, you know, they got to shake something up. Uh, I just think this is the worst way you could go about that. Yeah. And for all the fans saying, like, how would you like if someone came to your place of work and booed you? Pay me millions of dollars and you can say whatever the hell you want to me. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? If you're not performing well at work to the degree that the Mets offense hasn't performed, either A, you're going to get fired, or B, you're definitely going to get sat down by upper management. That doesn't feel good, right? They're going to criticize your performance. That is probably, that's another form of booing. You know what I mean? It's, it's less crude. It's more uh, sophisticated, but you're still going to get a lot of negative feedback, you know? So it's not like if, you know, and, and, we want to help you. We want to support the Mets. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, you can't play that bad and be that good. But that's the flip side. If we were just a shit team, I wouldn't really boo us because there's no expectation. The fact that we know that we're better, the fact that we can play much better and, and everybody knows that that's the reason why we're so upset. Uh, it's because deep down, we actually do believe in these guys. So seeing them fail is that much more frustrating. So that's what they have to understand as fans. The reason that we're so emotional and then we get so passionate is because like we do care about them and we know what their talent looks like and that they're nowhere near their potential right now, pretty much across the lineup. Yeah. I mean, like if you're not meeting expectations, you're going to receive criticism. I mean, the Pittsburgh pirates are getting booed because they have no expectations. Exactly. Uh, so, well, do you want to be the pirates where there's a fan base that really doesn't care and you're a 51 team over the course of 162 games? Or do you want to be New York Mets who are in one of the premier markets within the United States and have expectations of a new billion, $16 billion owner coming in, making huge adjustments to this team, trying to get this team to win. And you guys aren't performing and you have a fan base who actually cares about what happens to this team and cares about the outcomes of the games, all 162. And for better or for worse, they're going to kind of give you their peace of mind. And if you're winning, then you're going to get cheered more than probably than any other fan base in the world. And if you're losing, you're going to hear about it. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Exactly. And I think your only focus right now on the Mets as a position player is to hit the baseball and anything else is a detractor from that and should be considered a failure and should be ignored. And so this is just not helping them at all. It's not helping having this other story. It's not helping having the Mets maniacs talk about this right now, having this trend on Twitter, you know, we should be focused on trying to win games on, on trying to improve our hitting here. So, you know, I have to say, we'll see how Lindor handles this. I haven't read much about his response, uh, but I'm hoping he responds correctly here to show that he is a true leader because uh, I, I do think that's immature and better leaders in Derek Jeter and David Wright wouldn't have done that. So I think Lindor has just more to prove now, you know, if, he, if he's trying to fill that role as a New York man, not only perform better too, but, you know, be better as a leader. And that's what we've even given him a caveat as a saving grace. And a lot of Mets fans have, to our credit, is that even though he's not hitting to his potential, he's still been a leader in the clubhouse. And I'm not willing to throw that all away from this one incident here, but 
certainly doesn't help his image. In fact, I think it definitely hurts it. Um, so he's just got to he's got to do better. But um, yeah, that's that's the story of the season for this New York Mets. Yeah. Um, OK, I, I think that's did you get it all out? I, I feel better. I did. Yeah, I do feel better as well. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, I'm actually excited now. I think this is kind of the stretch for the Mets offense has a little bit of fire under them. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's a nice win. Last two games against the Nationals after a really poor effort on Friday. Uh, but I think that it's got a little bit of fire under them now. Uh, and I feel good about them. I think that they can potentially like actually make a make a little bit of run here, especially against uh, the Marlins and the Nationals. Right. And, uh, you know, we got a month left of baseball. Um, what, how many games we played? 130. We got 32 games left. Um, we're going to have to win a lot in a row, like 15, uh, something crazy, but it can happen. We've seen it happen before. So yeah, maybe this could be potentially a spark and that, that would be funny. You know, that, that would be sweet if this is what, this is what we were waiting for the players to boo the fans <laughs> before we went on a run. But look, I'm all here for it. If that's what it takes to, and you know, this is how much I love the Mets. If that works, boo me. I'll go to the games. That's fine. As long as we can get wins and get into the playoffs. Yeah. I'll take the thumbs down. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll give it right back at you. That's, that's fine. We can establish that relationship, but, but yeah, we got some double headers to play too against uh, Miami and then back again against the nationals this weekend. And then again against Miami. And, you know, we have a tougher stretch after that facing the Yankees, Cardinals, Red Sox, Brewers, but it's possible. So we'll be tuning in again. Uh, we got a doubleheader tomorrow, the first game of which uh, is a full length game taking over, I believe, from the, the first inning. And the second game is a seven inning doubleheader. Yeah, the first game starting in the top of the first suspended from, I want to say, April or way back when. Um, I think that was when like Stroman threw like two, two, two outs, right? Uh, I think there's no outs and just a runner on first. I don't know. There could yeah. be two. I yeah, no, there's a runner on first and one out. Yeah. So he pitched to two batters. That's what I remember. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then I think, you know, he didn't start again for, you know, what's the funny part about that though? like what happens in that game? Like Starling Marte was on that team, obviously in April, and he's obviously not on the team now post trade deadline. Uh, Adam Duvall was on that team in April. What happens to those players now? Oh, you mean in like the lineup card? Yeah, like what happens? They can't like oh, there was yeah. a twenty-six man lineup card, and I'm yeah, I'm sure there was, and I'm sure that the Marlins have players that aren't on it. So that mean they can only play with like twenty-two players. I'm sure it's the same with the Mets. Like Degrom wasn't on it, Javi Baez wasn't on it. I don't, can they play in that game? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean that it, it's such a long stretch. It's pretty. Surprise! I, I didn't really look at the schedule, but I feel like the Marlins have definitely been back at City Field uh, before this. Um, no, I know, but right. But that's what I'm saying. It's like if this is a continued yeah. game, like can like can Rich Hill not pitch in it tomorrow because he wasn't on the team back then in April? That would be absurd. I was thinking about that too, but I mean, they must, they must, or else the MLB is. Uh, I mean, they they need a reckoning. But uh, anything. Anything else you want to throw in? No, uh, I'm good. We'll have another episode uh, for next for for Friday, right? We'll do one after this uh, Marlin series. Yeah, let's do that. Cover these four games. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think we're good to wrap up here. Uh, as always, guys, uh, thank you for your support so far and listening. It's been a tough stretch 
for the Mets. So sometimes it's hard to record because what do you say about the Mets over this past stretch of games? I mean, they've just been bad. Hopefully we're turning that around again. Uh, me and Mike here, we're on Twitter, at MetsManiacsPod. Give us a follow. We usually live tweet the games. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at MetsManiacs underscore. You can also find us on the internet at MetsMorizedOnline.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and I hope you guys have a great Labor Day weekend. hope everyone's going down to the beach or has a fun vacation plan or you're just relaxing. Uh, take some time off. Hopefully watch the Mets get some W's. And uh, we'll be recording. Happy on Friday. Thanks a lot, Mike. Take care. Have a good one.